Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. I want to alert you to a situation that occurred as we were driving here today. Oh my goodness. You see, in downtown Toronto, if, um, if you drive in a way that is deemed unacceptable to a person around you, mm. they leap up on the soapbox and let you know through, the, through a long, long and, and hearty horn honk. Yeah, Toronto, they really do love the horn. They do. It's now, not I, a suburban thing. The, the thing is, is that the problem in downtown Toronto is that when you are driving, you do get a lot of suburbanites down here who are not used to driving in the downtown core and are a little bit out to lunch. So sometimes you just give them a polite, neat, neat, like, hey, just wake up. Here, here off one, the phone. one more time. Give me that. Neat, 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 neat. Like a little roadrunner. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, hey, neat. I just okay. want to let you know we're here. I'm right behind you. Need you to signal. That's okay. cool, right? Maybe don't text your mom right now or ever while you're driving. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, but on the way here today, I signaled that I was going into the left lane, driving up Jarvis Street. Or as Adam calls it, his left lane. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's the lane with my name on it. They Belongs to him. To me. Belongs um, to him. And there was nobody... In my rear view, there was nobody really in my uh, in my blind spot. So I go over, and all the time, all of a sudden, you hear me. So that's not the polite one. No, that's the angry one. Oh, okay. and that is because there was a jet black Audi, of which there are fifty thousand, I think, in the downtown core of Toronto. I think every person who makes six figures owns a jet black Audi in Toronto. I, I don't know what it is. I no, I I do know what it is. It's the car Michael drives in GTA Five. That's what it is. That's why. So it's Michael that that put this together. Absolutely, and that would explain the reckless driving. Right. Right. Well, that that does make sense. Well, this guy uh, wanted to go up the left lane faster than I did. However, there's a speed limit, and we were already over it. And uh, and we'll call him Michael. We'll call him quote Michael. Sure. Quote Michael uh, was really not uh, happy about that. And I said to Steve, Jesse, I I was like, Steve, watch this. He's going to pull out from behind me, get into the right lane. And he's going to pull up next to us and give us the finger. Get ready. Get ready. Here it comes. What's the next thing he did, Steve? Skirt. Ah! Pulls up next to us. Middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I'm driving, and, and of course, I went back into the right lane because I have to take a right to get into Rogers where we record the show. And uh, he tried to pull up right beside us again and give us a finger. So I just kind of, I took my right and waved to him. And uh, and you could you could tell he was pretty pretty mad. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't want to go his speed, and, and he was I was upset. I was very entertained for because sometimes you can reciprocate the rage. You can roll down your window, yell a nasty thing at them, or give them the middle finger yourself. Adam didn't do that. He waved at him like, "Hey there, friend." Hey, Steve. And Steve told me he's got the best one. If anybody ever bugs you, well, my favorite passive aggressive thing to do uh, when someone's being an idiot on the road. So I have to drive with glasses. So what I do if I'm like next to him at a light is I take my glasses off and I hand him out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you need these more than I do. Here here, you go. Here you go. That feels like so much effort. No, no, it's not. Here, look. There you go. I just took them off and handed them out the window. You're never going to see again. Yes, but I'm petty. I'm petty and it gives me joy. Yeah, there is a joyous petty moment afterwards you yeah. feel a little ashamed but yeah. in the moment you're like no, hey, no 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 i do a little i'm like i'm better than this i would feel ashamed if i yelled because that's untoward I, how dare i ever told you about the i'm merely offering my glasses i took a left hand turn onto queen street 
in Toronto, which is another busy street, which is hampered by the fact that everybody parks on the street here. Yeah. So it's two lanes down to one each way. And so I can't see beyond the parked car and there's no light. It's one of those streets that has no light and you just got to gut it and hope that no one's coming your way. And so I, I kind of, I, I popped my it car It sounds like not bit. a safe way to drive. It's, way. Uh, <laughs> it's not a safe thing that, no, but you kind of have to do it. So I popped my, my accelerator just a little bit to kind of pop out to see what was going on. And lo and behold, person that I cannot see because there's a gigantic SUV in front of her um, is driving towards me, <gasps> slams on the brakes. And she'd have been fine if she just kept going. Because I had I had already come to a full stop, but her just seeing any movement, she panicked. And then here's the scary part: she starts turning her car into me. I'm like, what? Oh, she just completely panicked. Well, yeah, no. And then she she puts her four ways on, gets out of her car, and starts screaming at me. Like I rolled down my window, and I don't know why I did. No, no, no. Never roll down your window. Never do that. But she came up to me. She, you almost killed me. And I was like, uh, I said, ma'am, I, you would have been fine if you kept going. No, you need to be taken off the road. And I said, you, ma'am, I hate to tell you this, but you are halfway between two lanes right now. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And she's like, go F yourself. And I said, well, oh, it's good that she restrained herself and only said F. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. She could have said the full word. But but she didn't. Yeah, that's a very polite road rage. I thought so. I thought so. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. She was mad at me and stopped traffic to be mad at me. Got out of her car in the middle of a street. You know what we used to get all the time is people tweeting us. So at blank point in the podcast, the hockey talk starts. Oh right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What what, what do we have? About five minutes in. Well, I I I wonder. Do we start with hockey? Do we start with football? Oh dear. No. Okay. You ever? Do we start with football? Or should we start with the Buffalo Sabres no, and the Toronto no, no. Blues? We should do hockey. Yeah, right. let's do hockey. I don't well, think the football thing is that serious after you found out what the actual Yeah, but I got something else. I got something okay, else football related. That'll be interesting. Good. You ever s- schedule an argument? Yes. Like you hold off and you go, no, we're going to have our argument tomorrow. With, with Caprice all the time. Yeah, we're going to have our argument yeah. tomorrow. No, I am not, not going to talk about yeah. this with you until we get home. Yeah. I am not text arguing exactly. you. Exactly. And then like almost 24 hours pass and you're like, ah, I don't care. You turn on the TV <laughs> and you're like, oh, that didn't seem yeah. important yeah. at all. I, I didn't care. <laughs> oh, well. But I promise the rest of the show will be good. <laughs> if you're a Bill, Bill Belichick hater, you're going to like Which it. I am, according to yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, you were hot and bothered so by this. I now have to keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres, the first game was kind of a, a non-starter because Jack Eichel wasn't playing, and I think it's not important. You didn't need Jack Eichel there. I don't even remember. He had the high ankle sprain. Th- yeah, I think the Leafs won. Um, yeah, it doesn't, I, I don't mean, know. Whatever. <laughs> um, I think this game might be the beginning of the battle of the Eastern Conference in the next five years. Well, or we, the battle for the top of the Eastern Conference in the next five years. We now get, well, the Atlantic, which is very weak this season, mm-hmm. is going you're, to be strong. You're I think. weak. You're weak. The leads are weak. You're weak. Um, I think the Atlantic is going to be very strong. Toronto's going to be part of that. Buffalo's going to be part of that. Um, Probably and, Montreal, too. Well, they're not as young as these guys, though. Right. So, and Tampa. So Montreal is that. Right is that right now? Yeah, there's okay. no going to be. They're there, and by a wide margin. But Tampa should stick around. They're just having a brutal year. I think it's a one-off. Florida should be there. There's another one-off, I think. Yeah, I agree. I've been wrong before. And then Buffalo and Toronto both on the rise, whether they make it or not. And then you get Ottawa in there as a bit of a wild card. On November 4th, Toronto beat Buffalo 2-1. 
Marner scored two goals. Anderson made 42 saves. Wow. Oh, that's right. That was, they went on a little streak where they basically got outplayed every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a little concerning. Um, I am so excited for Matthews versus Eichel because I think it's even better than McDavid versus Eichel. I think it's even better. I think the stakes are much higher and we have a chance to see it develop over more games over a longer period of time. McDavid versus Eichel was a draft thing. It was like Taylor versus Tyler mm-hmm. a few years ago. A more a, a fair comparison for McDavid is Crosby. Probably. Right? Like and no with no offense to Jack Eichel, McDavid's that good. Well, and but there was all this debate McDavid's better and Eichel's better and and it, and it became apparent after a while that they're just two players who are very good at different things. Yes. Eichel's probably a superior goal scorer. Um he's got the the flash, maybe a little less speed. McDavid is just the flash on skates, mm-hmm. better playmaker probably. But they never play each other. The Sabres and Oilers never play each other and and how many times have McDavid and Eichel played yet? Have they? I'm not I sure they, they have because McDavid year. was hurt and then Eichel was hurt. The the hometown hockey game between the Oilers and Sabres was supposed to be a big deal because it was supposed to be, uh, I think it was Newmarket where McDavid's from. And then Eichel and got Eichel injured and, the practice before. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't get to see it. I don't know if they've played each other yet. Now now we got quotes. We, we got bulletin board material like that scout who said, uh, what was it? Eichel can't can't uh, carry McD- uh, Michael can't carry Matthew skates to practice or something like that. Okay, which is ridiculous. A little bit ridiculous. Yeah, come on. But now we got two guys who are both parts of the American hockey program. Mm-hmm. So maybe you get a little bit of that friendly rivalry going. But they're also divisional rivals now. Taylor versus Tyler didn't have that. You know there was there was none of that Oilers versus Bruins rivalry going on. Um, Tavares versus Hedman was never really a thing. I'm trying to think of some of the great draft battles over the years. Um, and and yeah, McDavid and Eichel fizzled for obvious reasons. Matthews versus Eichel and Leafs versus Sabres has a chance to really become a thing. Again, divisional rivals, both up and coming. Um, and the fan bases don't like each other. No, Buffalo fans hate Torontonians. And I don't blame them. Because Torontonians always come down and invade Buffalo every time Toronto's in Buffalo. I don't blame them. You know, know, we always talk about like Philly fans doing this, or we make fun of Habs fans for past riots, and obviously there's the Vancouver angle there. It's not on that scale, but on a regular basis, Leafs fans buy up all the tickets in Ottawa, buy up all the tickets in Buffalo, and kind of act like jerks. (laughs) And Detroit. And Detroit. Well... Not as often. Not as often. Oh, yeah, that's a divisional rival. Yeah. Is it? That's still not in my head. That Detroit's out of the Western Conference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. That's like, that's like, you ever put the cuff, uh, you ever take the cutlery out of the drawer it's usually in and put it in a different one? Yes. My yes, parents. That's what it's like. My parents changed the cutlery drawer over half a decade ago. Um, and I still, whenever I go over there, Go to the wrong drawer. I can't get the Red Wings out of the Western Conference in my head, let alone into the East and in the Leafs division. I can't do it. 
Um, that was hard for people with the Leafs for a while because remember the Leafs were also in the Western Conference for a while. That's true. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Like that's how leave, that's how Toronto, Montreal, and the Stanley Cup Finals almost happened. You know how many teenagers are listening to this, going what that happened? They didn't even it know. happen. Didn't even know. And the Leafs had the Western Conference travel schedule that year. I didn't even think, think of about that. that. Oh, you got to play the Canucks. You got to play the Kings. You got to play. Yeah, the Gretzky uh, the Kings and Sharks, <laughs> the, the Burray Canucks, like not easy teams, no. not easy. No. Um, so uh, what I think is interesting here, too, I mean, obviously this isn't going to happen tonight, but, you know, you talk about Eichel versus Matthews. There's other storylines here. Nylander versus Nylander, right? Huh? Is Alex in the NHL, though? I don't think so. No, I don't think no? so. No? I think um, was- McDavid has played Eichel one time, and that was last year on March 1st. Oh, okay. How did it go? Do, do, do. Edmonton won two one. See, that's McDavid. not why you watch McDavid versus Eichel. <laughs> McDavid had two goals and the OT winner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Alex is playing with the Rochester Americans this year. Yep. Uh, he also was on the. Uh, he did went to the World Juniors and was. I, I don't know if you guys saw him. He was unbelievable. I think he had twelve points in seven games. He was pretty good. Um, it's and just he, that Sweden didn't do that great. Um, and uh, he has seventeen points in thirty three AHL games, five goals. That's not so bad. So he's getting a similar treatment to his brother, actually. Yeah, making him play. You know, in the- he's able to play in the American League. I think he got a sniff in the NHL. Got sent to the World Juniors, mm-hmm. which is probably the right thing for him. So that'll be. I mean, oh, Buffalo is going to be so fun. That's, yeah, this is. I'm looking forward to it. I want Buffalo to be good. Yeah, absolutely. I it's wanna, more. It's way more fun when the Leafs and Buffalo are good than when they're not. I want to. I want the Leafs to win the cup. I don't want to be. I don't want it to be a cakewalk. No. I want a war. Like, I want a movie to be made about when they win the cup. And I want, you guys were making fun of me for this on the weekend. I want the Leafs to have to go through the Bruins. I want them to have to go through the Bruins. I want them to slay that damn dragon. To which Jesse and I say, if the Bruins don't make the playoffs, isn't that still technically going through the Bruins? If they don't make it, then the Leafs don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's basically, who cares? The Leafs are in the playoffs. <laughs> Here's, I know you want it to be this big dramatic moment. <laughs> All I want is a cup, man. Yeah, I want the I Leafs to be down 4-1 in Game 7, and they come back and win it 5-4 in overtime! <laughs> that drama. I want Reimer to come out of the stands and start overtime for the Leafs no, he, somehow. He descends. And he scores a game winner, too. He levitates from the stands. He descends. Yes. For he is above us. Everyone's like, where are the strings? <laughs> there are none. Um, you know, I, I just think that this is, it's going to be a fun game to watch. And you know, the thing that you know, Buffalo's had some really bad luck with injuries and stuff this year, and I don't, I'm not sold on Robin Leonard. Um, He's a 922 so far. I know, I know. I just never have been sold on him, but maybe this is his year? He, his year? He's interesting. How he does this season is very pivotal. Because um, I see him as a guy who kind of loses his head a lot, but he's also had a lot of injury troubles. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, like relatively healthy, I mean, you're going to get banged up. Yep. And keep performing this well, there's one less thing for Buffalo to worry about. Because they're obviously still lacking. Yeah. You look at them in the standings. They got some stuff to figure out. If you can take starting goalie out of the equation, that's a huge help. Huge help. I'm excited. I think they've got the Winnipeg syndrome, which we'll get to. They don't have. They don't have the. I think Winnipeg would kill for Robin Leonard. Yeah, Robin yeah, they, probably, they might. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not sold on him. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just not sold that he's the guy. I'm not drafting him in fantasy. Put it that way. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, but 
it is interesting how much how deep the Sabres are. You look at their top three lines. For instance, um, Evander Kane is playing on the third line right now. Is he with Gianta? And I forget who this. Is. There's another guy who kind of disappeared. Brian Gianta still plays. He still plays. Still plays. And I think he's still on his contract from a few years ago. I might be wrong. I don't think so. I don't think so. Matt Molson's on that team. Is he, he is playing fourth line. What? Yeah. Which is crazy. Kyle Pozo's on that yeah. team. I mean, this like, is deep team. talked about summer signing. Deep team. When that was the last time a free agent signed for over $7 million and got talked about this six. little? Oh, it's six? Yeah, it's six. Yeah, still, that's a lot of money. 7.5 for Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Ryan Who's O'Reilly? also a Sabre. Ryan O'Reilly makes $7.5 million a year? Till forever. Buddy, he's a center. And you know what? I'll take a Ryan O'Reilly. He's a very, very good center. Um, What's the player worth? Look at his position. Is it center? Tack on $2 million. Right. Tack on a million. That's why the Kadri deal is so good. The Kadri deal is phenomenal because he has like one of the worst seasons of his career, signs mm-hmm. a six-year deal, and follows it up with his best one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kadri, if he had to re-sign, like let's say the season ended today mm-hmm. for whatever reason, or he continues this pace, and they had to sign Kadri, at least he's not signing for under five. No, no, it's at least a million more, at least. Well, man, man, man. but you at know least what? Half. He also got lots of term, which is good. He's caked. He's okay. He'll be all right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't worry about it if I were him. I think. Uh, I think that I just. I'm really excited about tonight, just genuinely because it'll be fun to have any rival at all. And I don't mean that the Leafs haven't had teams that can rival them. I mean that everybody's been able to blow them out for the last few years. And it's nice that it's nice that they'll have a team that they got, they can go to war with. I'm excited for this. Like, this is good. Do you think the Habs take the Leafs seriously as a rival? No. Probably not no. yet. No. No. Pet, uh, Pittsburgh they would. You think Pittsburgh would take the Leafs seriously? No, no, no. As no, no. Habs and Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. For sure. Washington. But again, that's not a divisional thing. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Washington is oh alive God. and well. <laughs> As we found out, I guess we'll get to that. Leafs and Sens? Like, we got to hear that. Like, we, we got to hear that, like, the first heartbeat in that rivalry in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be the first heartbeat in the Leafs Sabres one that, that doesn't involve, hey, we both suck. Let's figure out who sucks slightly less. <laughs> <laughs> or slightly less tonight. Yes. Now, unfortunately for the Sabres, and this sucks, this really sucks for them, uh, they are second last in the Eastern Conference. Which isn't that bad. They have, and I was just going to say, 43 points. in 40 That's second last? In 43 games. That's second last. What do the Leafs have? 48 points in 41 games. That's not a huge gap. It's not. It's not. Who's last? Uh, the New York Islanders with 42 points in 43 games. No one's games, out of it in games. the East. No. No one's out There's of it. There's only two teams in the NHL that are truly out of it. In the entire league. In the entire league. Arizona, Colorado. They're out. That's it. We've been talking about the Jets. They go on like a nice run of like 10 games. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to win them all. Like just go on a streak like the Leafs are on now. You're you're in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of the scary part. Um, Tampa, for all their issues, they they have a few games in hand on uh, like, you know, everybody's got games in hand on the Leafs because the Leafs had the bye week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so did Ottawa. The Bruins have played six more games. Yeah. um, Tampa's played... Four more, um, but they're at forty six points. They're two points out, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, points percentage, points percentage." What it is in the standings, the way I've seen it, is it doesn't matter how many games you have. Where you sit in the standings is how many points you have. Correct? 
Yes, and this was brought up on Twitter today. Should they go by points percent? No, I kind of no. Weirdly, explain I that like, to the average fan. I, explain yeah. it to the average fan. No, I think it's no. been a thing in basketball. No, and sort of in baseball. No, games out. How many games out are you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's no points. points. I'm an idiot. Yeah, sorry. There's wins and losses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just wins. Yeah, you're right. And and football. The NHL. In if, every sport. If we go to points percentage, <laughs> I am going to. Do something that I'm going to regret. That's the all I can say. The thing about the NHL, the radio. to really ingrain something with fans, and I'm talking like uh, casual, real casual fans, mm-hmm. you need to make a decision on something and then leave it be for like 20 years. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I believe me, I want a three-point system. Mm-hmm. Either make that decision or don't, and then lay in that bed for at least 20 years. <laughs> Well, the other thing is too, like when you look at other leagues, sometimes the Cavaliers come into town and they're they've played three more games than the Raptors, or the Yankees come to town and they've played four more games than the Jays because they had a weekend set and Jays didn't. Yeah, that is going to happen. So this idea that because three or four games played separates a couple teams and that uh, it, it, that we should go to points percentage, I think that's crazy. I think you know you just got to kind of here's. You've played as many games as you played. Here's where you are in the standings based on your points. If, if you anything, have, if the next, if the team above you has 47 games played, like the Bruins do, and we have 41, do we have more points than the Bruins? No, then we don't have more points than the Bruins. If anything, the bye week, uh, kind of indirectly makes the playoff race start earlier. Yes, and more interesting. Yeah, I would agree with that. Plus, I mean, the condensed schedule. Holy. The, yeah, the, I mean the other. I mean, it is possible. Like, let's say the Leafs played six more games than the Bruins, and the Leafs were having a really good season, the Bruins were having a really bad one. Then it makes the gap huge. But then, maybe towards the end of the season, ah, 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 it it's starts exciting. to close. Starts now, if you're, close. A, if, you're a, um, if you're a team that's on the bubble, do you want your bye week at the beginning of the year? Or do you want your bye week when you start to hopefully get hot in mid-February? I like the Leafs' bye week. January. Dead middle. Dead center. Although it is after a semi-break for Christmas. Which, though, does anyone treat Christmas like, ah, now I can relax? No. No. You gotta go see your family. You're traveling, you're, you're obligated to be places, you enjoy it, and it's fun, but, but it's you're no running break. around. Mm-hmm. I was tired, like, after Boxing Day. <laughs> I say this all the time. It's why I take the week off after Christmas. Because yeah. Christmas week is not a vacation. Yeah. It's not. It's it's you're going you're catching up with your family, which is hilarious because you haven't seen them all year, so they're basically strangers that you say I love you. Your Scottish in laws make you drink. Yes, absolutely. You're hungover. <laughs> you're exhausted. You're broke. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like holiday to me. No. Nope. Anyway, NHL players NHL. don't have to worry about that. No. The broke part. Hopefully, um, they're doing flights. Anyway, it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens with uh, Toronto Buffalo tonight. Steve, you are going. I am. I am going because. <laughs> Mrs. Tangle won tickets. I was fast asleep when she tried to get them, and I woke up to her saying she got them. I swear to God. What? What? Jesse, I feel a vibe coming off of you. It's emanating. I'm just waiting for Jesse to say something. I'm just waiting. I hope you have fun at the game. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way you feel any joy for your friends. You're a legend, friend. I hope the Leafs win. I hope Matthew scores a couple. Me too. And uh, you see a good game. I hope he scores 18. Where are your seats? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 
yet. I don't know. I've never asked that you question. Know, when you I'm win just seats, like, ah, cool, I'm going. Yeah, that, I get that all the time when uh, when I'm giving away tickets on the radio, and and uh, people will be like, "Oh, wicked! Where are they?" <laughs> or before they've even won. Like your chances of winning a radio contest, it's very very hard because you people are like, "How come you never pick up my phone call?" When I call for a it's contest. It's a personal thing to you. Well, and, and to them I say, listen, there are five phone lines in the control room. Five. Mm-hmm. There are tens of thousands of people calling those five phone lines. For the chances of you getting in are what they are. And if you do happen to get the tickets, just be happy you had the tickets. But I get people, I get, it's little kids. Little kids mostly like, hey, I know you're giving away these Justin Bieber tickets and I don't even have tickets, but where are they? Are they close? Because if they're not close, I don't know if I'm interested. You're like, there's a comedian. I want to say it was Louis C.K., but I'm not sure. They said they were like behind or like in front of some guy, like at the store, at like the corner store. How much is the Powerball this week? Uh, It's $5 million. Nah, I'm not going to buy it. (laughs) It's like some construction worker. I'm going to wait until it's like 165, $5 million. I'm not getting out of bed for that. That's when I'm going to win. That's when I'm going to win. That's when, yeah. I'll decide when I win the lottery, sir. I know a guy who just won the lottery. Yeah, you mentioned it in the last show. Oh, did I? Okay, well, there you you go. (laughs) Yeah. Split it 23 ways or something like that? Uh, 27. You you mentioned that at Hollywood Cinema. Oh, Oh, okay. Steve knows a guy who won the lottery 27 ways. Pretty good for that. But still, 37 grand. I'll take that. Uh, it's funny. When I tell the story. I don't know. I don't know if I get out of bed for 37 grand. <laughs> when I tell the story to people, they're like, oh, 37 grand. It's not a million. No, but it's 37 grand. If someone walks up to you in the street and goes, here's 20 bucks, are you going to go, no, 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 no thanks. Uh, I no. am taking that and running. Well, and here's 37 grand in, in Canada that our, our lotteries are government controlled. So the government is giving you 37 grand and Canada, you don't get taxed on the income for that. Yeah, do we? No. no so eh? if you win the lottery, you keep it all. Whereas like if you win the Powerball in the States, say you win $600 million. You, you're giving like $300 million back. Yeah. That's nuts. Which is silly. I don't, this is very off topic for a sports show, but. And American fans are are going to laugh at us or laugh at me specifically. I don't understand how America works. <laughs> why don't you just I don't. yeah? When it's six hundred million, it works. When it's six hundred million, why don't you just say three hundred million? Yeah, I'm not. Why I, don't you just again, say that? I'm not criticizing it. I'm merely saying I've observed your tribe for a long time, and it is fascinating to me. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Uh, when we come back, Xerxes voice. When we come back on Sportsnet 590, the fan, we got to talk about Paul Maurice. A little bit more on Paul Maurice. Man. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Steve wrote an article with Andrew Berkshire. We're going to talk about that for Sportsnet.ca. We will be back. Paul Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. Sorry. Um, who I don't think deserves that title. I think in no, it's to- from Beauty and the Beast. In, okay. Yes, in total, in total frustration. Paul Maurice um, is has obviously gone off at a press conference, and he he. It seems like he's been mad every single second of every single day of every single week. Was it has it been a week yet since that press conference? It seems like he's been I mad. I don't even think so. It's like he went to sleep mad, and he's he woke up mad, and he, he's like angry, angry sleeping. The problem is, I don't think he realized how bad it was going to get. I think he thought he. Just this had is it. one bad game against Montreal. I don't think the Jets have won since. No, and they didn't win last night. Yeah, the next they night. They lost to L.A. over the weekend. Yeah, so they, uh, Hellebuck got pulled in the game. The next night, they played L.A. 
Would you lost in overtime? Did he play hella yuck? It Am was right? hella yuck. <laughs> and then they almost got shut out against the Sharks. And oh. the only reason they didn't get hella yuck. <laughs> I tried to just truck through that, and I can't. That's hella yuck. <laughs> He's no backup. Aim. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, Curtis, he's Jesus. the backup, ain't he? Oh. he? He's a pretty good backup, ain't he? Yeah, he was. Um, he's terrible. <laughs> and then uh, they, the only reason they didn't get shut out from the Sharks is because Martin Jones literally gave Mark Shifley the puck. Yeah. So And laughed about it. And laughed about it. Yeah. It's never good when the other team makes a mistake and they laugh it off. Yeah, a little bit mistake that leads to a are. goal. Yeah. Now, again, so, so today we know Andre Pavlik was called up. So here's what I find interesting about this situation. Tell me if I'm wrong. When, the, when Winnipeg was doing well, Andre Pavlik was not good enough to be on this team. Now that they're bad... He was also the reason they were in there, though. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about this year. Oh, oh, sorry. When, Win- when Winnipeg was doing okay this year, Andre Pavlik was not good enough to be on this team. So now that they're not good... They're grasping at straws. Andre Pavlik comes in. It's a That's complete weird to panic me. move. Complete panic move. Now I'm gonna devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I understand this move by the Jets. I'm not sure it's even a bad one. Hellebuck, I think, will rebound. Hutchinson has been bad. Really, really bad. Now, here's my question: Who starts does Pavlik take? Like, I <laughs> Can you even send Hutchison down without him clearing waivers? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. What? Can you carry three? You can carry three. You could just carry three, or in a complete, we're doing a reset here, you send Hellebuck down and you let him figure it out while Pavlik holds the fort. And then, you know, maybe after a couple of weeks, you switch him again, and if you lose Pavlik to waivers, so be it. I don't, I really don't know. It's, I, it would be hard for Pavlik to not be at least as good slash as bad as Hutchinson has been. He might even be better than what Hellebuck has been. Is any of that league average? No. And this is the thing. They're not, your answer and goal is Andre Pavlik? What are the Jets doing, man? This is my thing. Like, and I, and I said it last show. And people were like, "Well, the Jets have done done really great stuff. I mean, they've 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 they drafted Hellebuck and they drafted Comrie. I think it's Comrie, right? Their goaltending uh, prospect, er, Eric Comrie. Eric Comrie. There's help is on the way. I said it last podcast. Things are not bleak for the Jets. They're not They're bleak, not. but they could be way better next year. And maybe the year how after? many times are you going to say to Jets fans next year? They've been a franchise for five. Oh, no, but it really years. looks like it, dude. It really, Steve, genuinely five looks like it. years. They haven't had the. You can't figure out your goaltending in five years. Now you might say they've hey, been now. in Winnipeg for five years. They've been a franchise long before. Fair, and they, and you might say, hey, now Toronto just figured theirs out. Yeah, well, we finally got competent management. So there you go. Well, and like this is my problem. You've had the same general manager this entire time. And the coaches are the ones getting the heat. Yeah, I don't, I don't get not, how he's not more answerable. He's, he has not gone out and got competent goaltending. Period. End of story. If you want to fire Paul Maurice, I really don't care. Like, I don't have a dog in that I do. fight. I but do. Like, Just for how, Paul personally, that sucks. Yeah, no, I don't want to see him get fired. But how is Kevin Cheveldayoff not answering more questions? Because I remember when he was brought on for that job, there was fanfare and people talking about, oh, this he's a good hockey guy, smart hockey guy. And he's been pretty good. I mean, they drafted well. 
He's been, they've drafted well. well and this, yeah, you're right. You they, know what? They, I just said help is on the way, and that is partly due to him. I mean, the, so what's the answer for the Jets then, Adam? Um, what's I, the answer? I think the answer is go out and get a goaltender. Because you is should that be, literally just it? you should be winning this year. If you're in the Winnipeg Jets, I believe you should be winning this year. You should be, and by winning, what I mean is not winning the cup. I mean winning, getting into the playoffs. But like you got, you got Mark Stewart mm-hmm. and Chris Thorburn, who I just see Jets fans yell about every single day. And now your answer is Andre Pavlik. Like every GM is going to make some good decisions. Like, is it time? You were saying how the Jets may have gone stale. Is it time to be like, you know what? We're happy with the good things he's done. He's not quite doing enough. We need to cut him off and change. Who? Chevy. I might be. I might be inclined to do that. Now, before that all happens, though, let's let's talk a little bit about the the article that you wrote with Andrew Berkshire, because I don't know if we've yes. talked about that on the show yet. No, because it wasn't written yet. <laughs> so Steve and Andrew Berkshire, both sportsin.ca, got together and talked about Paul Maurice. And the reason we are not being harder on Paul Maurice, as everybody seems to be right now, is because of one thing. And it's a career problem for Paul Maurice that he has basically zero control over. Yes, and this is the strangest thing. So, one the stat that we knew last episode was uh, Paul Maurice's all the goalies that Paul Maurice has ever had. So, as a head coach. Hartford, Hartford, Carolina, Leafs, Carolina again, Winnipeg. Yes, every goalie he's ever had, the combined save percentage was just a hair under point nine oh four. That is not just below league average. That's abysmal. The closest comparable at the time that we did last show was uh, Yaroslav Halak, who got waived. That's his average goalie is a waiver goalie. He's been a coach since 1995. He's been to the conference seasons. finals. He's been to the con- yeah, but but I'm trying to talk about the body of work since 1995-96 and over 1300 games. I think 1330 games. What are the What's going on? And so, talk to Andrew Berkshire, who knows his numbers. And so, we go, okay. He's been a coach for a very long time. He's played 1,330 games. We talk about sample size. That's an enormous sample size. So, if Paul Maurice is... The question is, is Paul Maurice making his goalies worse? Is it possible that his goalies don't play well because he does something that makes them worse? That's a good question, and because he's coached 1,330 games, there's a large enough sample size that we should be able to say yes or no after doing research. And the answer is no. After doing research, no, you absolutely cannot say that. Who Now, now you cannot it, say what, he what, makes what we haven't worse. really, and you can see this at sportsnet.ca, there's a graph there that's very easy to, and it, everybody from Arthur's mm-hmm. Urbay to, you know, Connor, Connor Halbeck, you know, you got Vesta Toscala, Sean Burke. <laughs> who Let's is, who is the part. best goaltender Paul Maurice has ever had? Okay, so there's, I mean, Jesse, maybe you can throw this chart up on the YouTube video. It's going to mm-hmm. be useless for you if you're just listening, but there's, there's a chart. Everyone below a certain line is below league average over their career. Here's the list of the goalies below league average. J.S. Oban, Michael Layton, Andrew Raycroft, Vesa Toskala, Andre Pavlik, Arthur Zerbe, Trevor Kidd, Kevin Weeks, Cam Ward. It's a lot of names. Here is a list of league average. They're right on the line. Manny Legacy, Al Montoya. Ooh. 
And Al Montoya is a backup. Yeah, good one though. Uh, but uh, but uh, he's not a starter. He's not giving you 50, 60 games. Right. Here is a list of above average goalies. Like goalies who have been above average over their careers that Paul Maurice has had. You ready for the list? Don't blink. Tom Barrasso, Sean Burke. Sean Burke last played for Paul Maurice in 1998. When did Tom Barrasso play for him? I don't know. It was And it was at the end of his career. So what we did, and Berkshire is very smart, and I don't know how he looked this up, but again, this is why we collaborated on this. We Those are all goalies. So Paul Maurice has had more goalies than those guys. The reason we looked at those guys is they have lengthy careers that either started before and or continued after Paul Maurice. They were Paul, uh, under Paul Maurice, right? So, for example, um, let's look at Al Montoya. He's played with many teams, and he played with different teams before. He was with uh, Maurice's Jets, and he's played with the Habs since Maurice's Jets and the Panthers, right? So, what was their save percentage under Paul Maurice compared to the rest of their career? So, does when they work with Paul Maurice, do they get better or worse? Mm-hmm. The answer is half get better and half get worse. So it's right down so the it's middle. Split down the middle. You can't definitively say like Sean Burke. Okay, so it's, also those are. Can I just say yeah. the names that you just listed? Even the even Barrasso and Burke, those are not great names. These are not great hockey goalies. Well, Sorry. I mean, what I what I wanted to what I asked skeptics on Twitter was okay. You have to play one game, winner take all, or someone murders you. Okay, you have to win this game. You got to pick two goalies that played under Paul Maurice. Oh. Who do you pick? My answer is probably Sean Burke as my starter and Al Montoya as my backup. Now, some of these goalies had really good years. Andre Pavlik had the best year of his career two years un- ago under Paul Maurice. Cam Ward had a beastly year under Maurice. He played in seventy-four games and had a nine-two-three save percentage. He was a well above average wow. goalie in seventy-four games. That's that's a monster, monster season. Part of the reason Cam Ward has gone down is injuries over his career. We kind of forget that, like, when he won that con Smythe as a rookie. He was unbelievable. That was in 2006, though. Yeah. It's kind of a long time ago. Cam Ward's not young anymore. And he's still played. He's had a resurgence this year. He's been, play, he's been playing really good. Yeah. So the, the chart is kind of broken up into four quadrants. It's good goalies who are bad for Maurice. Good goalies who are good for Maurice. Uh, bad goalies who were bad for Maurice and um, bad goalies who were good for Maurice. The largest quadrant is bad goalies who were bad. That quadrant, so he had, by the way, here's how doomed he was in Toronto. All three of J.S. Oban, Andrew Raycroft, and Vesta Toskala are in the Ugh. bad goalies and who Oban, were bad. And Oban had a really nice like nine-game run for the Leafs, right? Didn't but they win that like was, nine in a row? That was, um, I think that was the end of Pat Quinn's era in Toronto. Oh, was it? I oh. think so. And then the next year, Paul Maurice takes over, and he's got nothing. Yeah. And Oban is not the, you know, 9-1-2 and two Oban that he was at the end of the season. Because he was never that. No, he was brutal. Raycroft was brutaler. So let's <laughs> let's, let's summarize this here quickly. Paul yes. Maurice has had really bad luck, which brings me back yes. to my point about Winnipeg. Now, my, here's my challenge to you. And you mm-hmm. don't have to accept. Sure. Because I don't want to create work for you. Sure. Take the Jets franchise, the original Jets franchise, which is now the Coyotes. Okay. And the current Jets franchise. Have they ever had a good goalie? Oh my God, yeah. Who? Happy Bullen. 
The Boolin Wall, man. Okay. That was a long time ago, though. Other than him. <sighs> trying to think. Trying to think. Like when Dale Howarchuk was a was a, a Winnipeg Jet. I'm trying to think of who they had when they moved. Was it Happy Bullen? I think it might. Have I think been. it was. I think it was because he was he played in uh, Phoenix for a while. The Boolin Wall. But other than Boolin, I think. Uh, and was he you're, that you're, good? You're looking at like Essenza. <laughs> um, goalies who have played for the Phoenix Coyotes. Curtis Joseph. And no, by the way, there's no. no dollar in the Phoenix jar. No, we're there not. We're not talking about Phoenix here. We're not. We're. I'm talking about Winnipeg teams. No, but that's who the franchise is. That's who. That's what they hockey. Get the records. What's that? Quant- I know. I know that. Yard. But I'm just talking oh. about while teams have been in Winnipeg, have they ever had a good goalie? Okay. Well, oh, so you're talking about the years there in Winnipeg, and then now. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm talking. That, that doesn't count though. It's Why not, not? The same franchise. <laughs> I'm just but talking Winnipeg about well, fans well, Winnipeg had an, I'm city. talking about for the fans oh, well, well they had a team in the that's city a different argument <laughs> Robert Ash remember him yeah. yeah he had like a good run for Philly that was it um, I that's the thing I don't think Winnipeg's ever really had a dominant goaltender except for Javi Bowen was he was he dominant for Winnipeg I think he was that was again it was such a long time ago we were kids we were kids. We were like eight years old. We when were children. Left. So you know so, that's that's my thing. I've, Winnipeg, get a goalie, get a real goalie. So the only goalie with an above average career save percentage, who played like it in Paul Maurice's entire thirteen hundred plus game career, was Sean Burke. The only one. Can we call this guy a bad coach? I mean, there might be other stats to look at. It's possible he's a bad coach who always has bad goalies. But what's the most important position in hockey? It's probably goalie. Probably? It makes... Well, and my article starts with, you show me a good goalie... Or no, you show me a good coach, and I'll show you a good goalie. Yeah. Show me Montreal without Carey Price this year. Well, and this is the thing. Like, so Berkshire and I were talking. We're like, I would love to look at other coaches. Carlisle. Would look fascinating because that guy's had some really good goalies over his career. Um, Michelle Terrian. He had like a prime Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. And Jose Teodor, I think, the first time he was in Montreal. Like Vesna Teodor, Hart Teodor. Um, and now Carey Price, obviously. Hart Carey Price. I heart Carey Price. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's, it's fascinating. Ken I, Hitchcock is a guy I would love to look at. Lindy Ruff. Because Lindy Ruff has had the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Speaking of uh, former former Jets, can we talk about what it's going to be like when Shane Doan wins the Cup with the Blackhawks this year? <laughs> Dude, the Blackhawks can't afford anybody. It's There's the all these graybeards. The Jerome McGinley, rescue him. Shane Doan, rescue him. All these old guys. I don't. Who can they afford? I don't think they can afford anybody. But again, we the they'll Blackhawks. find a way. They'll find a way. They always find a way. <laughs> where where does Shane Doan go if he gets traded? Chicago's got to be in there. It doesn't matter what their cap situation is. They don't care. Well. And if I'm if I'm the Coyotes, I retain as much money as possible if they want them because I don't know how I don't know what the retention limit is. Is it half? Yes. So, yeah, if you retain half, that would still be tough cuz he makes a lot, but who here here's what I look at. Who is the youngest team going into the playoffs? The Leafs. Potentially. Well, they certainly... Well, yeah. Like, right now. Looking at the standings right now. The Leafs. Well, they certainly don't need a winger. You know. Uh, You know who I think are strong candidates to get this guy? Who? And I think both fan bases will be like, no, but you're probably right. Calgary? (sighs) And Edmonton. 
Really? Shane Doan is so a Peter Shirelli player. Yeah, you're right. He's so a Peter Shirelli player. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm not convinced he's a Brad True Living player. What about Columbus? <sighs> yeah, that's a good that's question. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. How much space do they got? They got a little bit to play. I just thought Chicago was the obvious fit because of the lack of wing support for Jonathan Taze, who's had career low in points. I'm sure Chicago would love him. But, yeah, what does that guy make? Shane Doan? Yeah. Uh, 3.87. So, yeah. 1.7. Just shy of 4. You make it it's work. possible. It's like 1.9 if they retain half. And they would because he's on the last year, isn't he? Yeah. He is. Yeah, so it, as long as your pick is high enough, your draft pick or your prospect is good enough, they'll retain as much as you want. And they don't need draft picks because we. <laughs> as uh, Sportsnet employee uh, Andrew Zuber uh, so eloquently put it uh, when it came to baseball a few years ago, prospects are for poor people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wow. That's interesting. It's an interesting thought. <laughs> Does the money matter? Because Phoenix would like to keep the money, wouldn't they? Or Arizona. You mean get rid of the money? No, keep it. So Why? they stay at their cap level. How close to the floor are they right now? Aren't they? I thought they were close to the roof. Yeah, the roof. So they they're fine. Just want to sit there? Mm. No. Well, there's. I mean, once you're under the cap, but above the floor, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't need you, to be you, up there. You, you can trade them. Yeah. Exactly. No. The reason you trade him if you're Arizona is because you stink, and yeah. that's what teams who stink do. Yeah. Is you trade your players on expiring deals. Yeah, and they take the prospect, and then the money comes off the books either way. Yeah. You know, so. Don't, it's not just on an expiring deal. He's on an expiring career. Like, you, know what yeah. I, you know what I think is going to happen? This is an outside shot. Okay. But Boston has been in on Gabriel Laniscog. Um, oh. I feel like if they lose out on Laniscog, which, by the way, they're like, we need to replace Louis Erickson. That's the problem with the Bruins. Louis Erickson's gone. I think Shane Doan... Looks awfully good in a Boston Bruins jersey, and especially now. Now, is he a long-term what an solution? Interesting thought. No, but I think I think he's. Oh, it doesn't matter if it's a good idea or not. I think we're, we're just talking about. Can we believe? I can believe Boston. Boy, oh boy! Especially the way they've traded. Uh, you're that right. That is a neat thought. Edmonton or Boston? That is a neat, neat thought. Is Shane Doan fast enough to play with Connor McDavid? My God, no. Okay. My God, no. He doesn't have to though. Just gotta be there. That's a, that's a pretty big, mean team heading into the playoffs. Though you got Patrick Maroon, uh-huh. who is Milan Lucic now playing the role of Milan Lucic. We have Patrick Maroon, yeah, and uh, Lucic is playing the role of Patrick Maroon. And then you get Don in there. That's tough team. Um, I don't so know if it necessarily makes them better, but it makes them more unpleasant. Um, before we go, before we leave here on the radio portion, Sportsnet put out a an article on. How are we talking about Edmonton buying? I know, right? It's <laughs> How crazy. good is McDavid? Well, and that's Holy. that's what I'm bringing up. Edmonton. <laughs> uh, go to if you go to Sportsnet.ca, they talk about where they expect every team to be come trade deadline. Leafs, of course, standing pat, but Edmonton is expected to be a buyer. Apparently, that's hilarious. If you're willing to pay the price, apparently, and this shocked me, Ryan Nugent Hopkins can be had. Which I don't think makes sense. How does I, that make you better? I don't know. It's that's what I don't get. You've got McDavid. That's such a premium. You've got McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You're set. You're set. And, and Nuge is on a, I mean, it's an expensive deal, but that's not his fault. He's probably worth it, even though he hasn't, has he not been, he's underperformed a little bit this year? I don't know. 
Has he been fine? They, he's, I think they're trying to develop him into what Babcock has tried to develop Kadri into. Like a shutdown guy who can score. You send McDavid out there to cause havoc and score you some goals. You send Nuge out there to play against the other team's top line. That's might, my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. If I'm the Coyotes, that looks awfully delicious. As your first That's line said. happening. Why not? Not straight up. You if don't Edmonton, have anything to offer If Edmonton him. wants to walk Ryan Nugent Hopkins off, out, out the door, you're telling me the Coyotes wouldn't be interested in someone like that? He's on a long-term deal, so you can keep him. Oh, no, no, of course the Coyotes yeah. are. And they, they have to. They have the prospects it's, and the picks to make it happen. That's like, I, again, Adam, I'm interested in a Bugatti. <laughs> I'm very interested. I don't have anything to offer for, for the Bugatti. Bugatti. Unless I wake up in a new one. I just think maybe uh, Arizona might want to get themselves a top-line centerman. Of course. Of course. But what does Edmonton get? Well, they get Doan and whatever the heck they want from no. your from your system. No. You know what, though, man? This is the NHL. So it's fun. It's worse silly happens. I mean, seriously. With, I mean, John, if if it wasn't Cheka in charge in Arizona, mm-hmm. it would be far more believable. Because gonna... Shirelli and uh, Tippett were, like, they're they're the old, not Tippett, um, who was the GM last year? Arizona. Of who? Oh, uh, I forget. How do we not know this? I know. He traded John Scott. How do we not know this? It's not Tippett, is it? Uh, Maloney. If it was Don Maloney and Shirelli, then I see it happening. That's interesting. Because they're shoot from the hip, guys. That's so interesting. Anyway, let's go. It's uh, it's the Steve Dangle Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, uh, brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. We will talk to you in the download section at sportsnet.ca. Saw a tweet. Thought it was relevant to what we were discussing earlier. Uh, Garrett Hole who is a contributor to Jets Nation, want veteran... Pre- oh, and, and noted Jets fan. Want veteran presence? Want to save the season to as much as possible? Whisper, trade Hutch and Pav for Halak. Who wrote that? Garrett Hole from Jets Nation. It's an interesting thought, and that would definitely be fascinating for the Paul Maurice study, because there's a goalie who has not had it, this season, but has had it in the past. No. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. And then you got to pay him next year, too? I don't think so. Just saying. It's an interesting thought. Now nah, they can do better than that. Interesting. You can do better, Winnipeg. Um, what about one of the Ottawa goalies? I think Ottawa wants them, is the weird thing. I think they want to hold on to them. Because Craig Anderson may not be back this year. Like, yeah, I mean, Craig Anderson's we don't know season way. is such a wild card. Mm. And, um, and if he does come back, is he going to be hurt? Didn't he? Yeah. Is he hurt? I think he is. Or he's had to battle injuries, and Condon has been incredible. Yeah. I just think if 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 Anderson comes back, there's no guaranteeing that he comes back and plays himself into shape, into the shape that he needs to be in, right? And that's not, that's, I mean, that's just And the last time he facts. came back from a leave, he got a shutout. So. How yeah. old is Craig Anderson? He's one of the older goalies. I don't know exactly. I'm going to go with at least mid-30s. 35. Wow. He's been around, man. Yeah. And he, it's funny, he's like a late bloomer. A bit. Yeah, he didn't really get onto people's radar until uh, there was a playoff series a few years ago where the Sharks were just so heavily favored over the Avalanche. And Anderson just stood on his brain and gave the Sharks all kinds of trouble. Wasn't Anderson's large reason they had that season, that great season? Well, him and Varlamov. Oh, oh Varlamov the season. No, no, no. Yeah, that was yeah, Varlamov, Varlamov playing Vesna quality. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I, as much as it's... <laughs> Weird to say, I think Ryan O'Reilly leaving hurt them more than they thought it would. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, weirdly, you can't lose two seven million dollar centermen and expect to be good. Stasny and Stasny too. Yeah, yeah. That's even, right. Stasny. Even if the other two guys are McKinnon and Duchesne, how is Stasny quietly really great? How do you be supposedly that quiet really hasn't great? been that great? But again, it's another one of those things where you got to pay a premium for a center, right? You know, um, and St. Louis is that good, so maybe maybe he doesn't look good there. Dmitry Filipovich uh, tweeted um, about. I haven't been paying attention to Joe Colburn or any of that avalanche individually, really, because that team's just so bad. But Colburn was a big signing for them. He scored a hat trick in his first game of the season, and he has one point since. One assist since. He hasn't scored a goal in over 30 games, I think it was. The last time Joe Colburn was that cold, because he's had some cold Stretches, but I think he had 19 goals last season. 19 goals, 25 assists. Yeah, this guy's good for like at least 10, for crying out loud. The last time he was this cold is when he was leading the AHL in scoring with the Marlies, busted his wrist, and then he couldn't shoot the puck anymore. And the Leafs kept playing him. The Leafs, and the, well, the Marlies Mar- kept playing Marlies him. Kept, kept playing him. They went to the Calder Cup final, I think. Instead of just letting him heal. Next year comes... And they go, we got we got we got damaged goods here. We might as well keep Colton Orr and Fraser McLaren. Let's trade this guy to the Flames. And then eventually his his, uh, his wrist recovers and he becomes a decent little piece for them. Mm-hmm. I wonder I it's purely a guess, but I wonder if he's got a busted wrist again. Who Maybe. you know how hard that is? If you're a at least a decent player mm-hmm. to not fluke into a goal. In like 30 plus like games? 32 games. Come on! Cody McLeod just scored a goal. <laughs> like, I'm it's sure, possible, man. I'm sure if you left anybody in there long enough, they'd get one eventually. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Not Colborne. Yeah. Um, 15 goals between the Caps and Pens last night. That is the same amount of goals that David Clarkson had as a Leaf. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wow. nuts. Yeah, I still have not seen the highlights from that game, except for the dastardly things the Penguins did in overtime. Mm. They're dastardly. Oh, they are dick dastardly. Oh, for sure, big time. And Capitals fans were not happy. And I think they are. They have every right. <sighs> every right. I can't wait for them to play each other in the playoffs. I can't wait. I, can't I, wait. I tweeted this too. If anyone, if like it, let's say it's revealed that the NHL is rigging the season for the Penguins to play the Capitals in the playoffs. Who outside of the Metro Division is upset? Nobody. Nobody's not, not upset. Not a single person. That's that's something I I, I clear my... And, and being a Leafs fan, I clear my schedule for a Caps-Pens game. Let me throw this out there. What's the best rivalry in the game right now? Well, that's got to be one of them. California had some good wars. I don't know if there was any specific wars between like who's Chicago's Chicago St. Louis, but they don't That's ha- a good one. Do they hate each other? Like do they not, beat them? Not enough. Yeah, like it's it's more of a dazzling yeah. skill array. And Bacchus isn't there anymore, so it's changed. Right. Pittsburgh and Philly. Pittsburgh and Philly's always good just because of the location. Always good. Always good. Man, I'd love to see them play in the playoffs too. Oh. 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 But like we're talking since 2005, yeah. Penguins Caps delivers time after time after time. Eight to seven? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Read that stat again, Jesse, that you read before the show. Oh, 
He's going to find it. It's really interesting. Matt Murray is the first goalie to play a full game, give up seven goals, and earn the win since Dominic Roussel in 1994. <laughs> That's amazing. 1994. How many people listening right now weren't born? That's from Down Goes Brown. Oh, DGB. He's such a good... Well, he's such a great writer. I'm always jealous of him. He's, he's an incredible follower. But his, follow, sorry. He has he nails a certain era better than anyone else. And it's about like a 10, 15 year period from like the very late 80s through the 90s to the early 2000s. Like he's in a he's a, a historian of that era. Mm-hmm. You know, some historians like specialize in like World War One or two, yeah. something like that. He knows everything that happened in that little era. Of so of course he knows that. Of course. I love that. That's so funny. I love that. That Crosby uh, thing against Ovechkin was absolutely a trip. And it was absolutely missed. And the goalie interference, I I don't know, man. I don't know what's goalie interference anymore. How does Kadri get a goal negated twice for the little tiny brushes he had? And Crosby gets away with that goal. I believe the name on the back of the jersey might have something to do with it. Well, and I haven't even seen the Hornfisk thing. Apparently, right. he hit someone. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, there was another really good one the other day. Um, I think it was Habs Rangers. Did you see the Kevin Hayes goal that didn't get waved back? Yes. Kevin yes. Price essentially gets dragged out of the net by the leg. I. I. Like, that's I don't know. Thing. I don't understand. That's something anymore. they're going to have to define, uh, and I'm sure the NHL they knows have. this. No, but they re- just don't get it. Or the refs don't get it. They just they. I think they get it. They just don't agree. And everything is so case by case. It's so case by case. The book is so open to interpretation. Well, what I don't understand too just is that fans vote. This is no, no. But the <laughs> you imagine. But the problem for me is that a lot of the time these interference calls are arguably the defenseman of that team pushes that forward into the goalie, yeah. and it's goaltender interference, and that is crap. That's BS. The game we saw in London between the Leafs and Sens, we actually saw someone get called for that. It was yeah. Mike. It was Smith. I yeah, on, I think on it the was Senators who pushed Zach Smith. He Zach pushed Smith. Nikita Zaitsev into Curtis Bakapani. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a defenseman get called for goalie inter or sorry, an opposing forward get called for goalie interference for shoving the defenseman into the goalie. Offensive I don't understand goalie interference. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you even call that? Was it even called goalie interference? It might have been called like oh. an unsportsmanlike conduct. Interference. Roughing? Interference? Yeah. Being I, a jackass. <laughs> like, There's I, two I minutes for being a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a great game, and then it ends like that. Now, Caps fans will never see it this way, but it's great that the game ended that way. Because you're mad, and it's great that you're mad. Yeah. And it's great that you were arguing with Penguins fans after the game. It's all great. It just makes it better. It just makes it better for when, I mean, there's a very good chance you play each other. The Metro, the first two rounds for the Metro is going to be fantastic no matter what. It's been such a clash of the Titans all season long. And they're just taking turns braining each other. Like, just, just killing each other. The Penguins went on a hot run and then got demolished. The Blue Jackets come close to breaking a record 
for a uh, wins in a row and then get demolished five nothing by the Caps. The Caps go on this little run um, and they don't allow an even strength goal. They hadn't allowed an even strength goal since January third, something like that. And then they allow eight goals to the Penguins and lose. It's awesome. Does it bother you that the matchup will probably not happen in the Eastern Conference Finals? It'll happen like in the second round. A little bit. A little bit. With the way they've set up. Well, you know, you've got to have you got to have a matchup in every round that's fiery, right? Like my favorite round of the playoffs is the first round. Because it's it's, it's fun. It's it's like it's fun. It's like somebody pulled sixteen armies together and go, let's fight, everybody, go. Yeah, and, at it, random. and it's yeah. So that that part's fun. The second round's fun because you get divisional, right? You get these guys that have played each other all year long, and they are this bloody close to getting to that Eastern Conference Final, and it's a, it's a claw, claw your eyeballs out. Unfortunately, sometimes the Eastern Conference Finals can be a bit of a letdown yeah. because it's of that. It's almost like the playoffs fizzle a little bit. Well, and, then also, get, and then at the end, you have two teams who have never seen each other. Yeah, practically. and that 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 part part's kind of annoying because I feel like every now and then it works out really well. Yeah, I don't know how it'll go this year, but it, I, I think I always find the first two rounds to be the most fun. That the first round's just bananas, and then the second <laughs> round is 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 a little bit more strategic, and then the third round, I, I, maybe shouldn't, shouldn't it be the best two teams? Playing the Eastern in the final in the conference finals? No, you can make the argument that they do. Like the best team from the Metro is going to play the best team from yeah. the Atlantic. No, you shouldn't just put the best two teams in and that's it. No, that doesn't work like no, that. No, I don't. I don't mean <laughs> just put, cut off put the first round. The no, no playoffs. <laughs> I mean they should work their way to the one plays the two seed. That's the way it should line up, but it doesn't line up that way. You know, it what? lines up where the then one you, plays yeah. the four kind of. Then in you the finals. Yeah, and I guess I guess the reason for that is because they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to make it a punishment for finishing first or second, right? Because if you're finishing first or second, you got to go up against the second place team, then you're clobbering each other yeah, in the next no, round. You're doing that in the second round. Oh. Yeah. I haven't thought That's of this angle yet. I haven't thought of this angle yet. The Habs have such a bad season last year. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. This season, they're still battling injuries, but everything, they're okay. It looks like they're going to be okay. And they get Radulov. Shea Weber works out great. Carey Price looks like Carey Price again, even though you know he takes a little bit of a dip, but he but he goes back up. <laughs> they're getting players back. They got some young players that are doing well, and they are top of the Atlantic by a huge margin, which means they're going to get one of the wild card teams, which means they got to play someone from the Metro in the first round. Yeah, because nobody from the Atlantic's getting. That's not fun. That's not fun. Like, has there been a worse year, or, or has there been a worse year to win the Atlantic? <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. Yeah, your eighth seed. Is you might getting, be getting a team better than you in the first round, your and you're a division winner. A sixth seed. That's crazy for no reason. It's, yeah, see, like, what is it right now? Right now, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, well, Toronto sits with 48 points, and they should be the eighth seed, but they'll end up with the sixth seed. Right, no, but who does Montreal... Montreal would play uh, Philly. Montreal plays Philly. That's a fun little series. And would that mean then that... Oh my god, you got Price versus Steve Mason? Montreal plays New York, actually. Washington would get Philly. Montreal, New York's Uh, good too. Yeah, Montreal, New York. A Montreal, New York series would be kind of cool. Um, I had a Rangers fan tweet me something really interesting today. They're like, "Um, wrong about the Rangers. The Rangers are not good. Antti Ranta and Henrik Lundqvist are good. How true do you think that is? Maybe. That's possible. Well, the Rangers, remember they had that ridiculous shooting percentage at the beginning of the year? 
And then I guess it died off a little bit. But you know what? Lungfist hasn't been great. What are you talking about? No, he's been mediocre. He's been mediocre, like hardcore mediocre. Better of late. Better of late. And, ran, and the only reason he's playing really is Ranta got injured because he was playing great. Oh, I don't remember who it was on TV the other day, but Lungfist, for as adored as he is, like as a goalie and as a figure, he is annoying, isn't he? Well, I, I was he's watching, annoying. I think it was the Leafs Rangers game, and they talked about the death stares he gives his defensemen every time a goal goes in as if, it, as if every time it's their fault. Well, and, and when he's pulled at the end of the game, he's just this thundercloud. Like angry and sad. over the bench. Yeah, he looks genuinely shattered. Which, okay, he really cares and he wants to win. I get it, man, but can you tuck it in your pocket for the next two to three minutes, please? Just it, hide it. You're a 35-year-old man. And he hasn't it is. been good as late, uh, of late because in his last seven games, he's only had one game where his save percentage was above 900. Wow. What? So, yeah. Wow, dude. And Ranta just got hurt. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> they have 57 points, so they've got a bit of a cushion. Uh, but if you look at, you know, it, it, oh, they've, they've played 44 games, so they're kind of right in the sweet spot of, you know, they're not in the low end or the high end of games played. However, uh, just outside of the wild card, we've got Carolina with 49 points. Philadelphia, by the way, has 50. They're in the second wild card spot. Everyone's sleeping on Carolina. Yeah, man. Everyone is Cam sleeping Ward, on Carolina. Resurgence. Um, Ottawa. Crazy. Ottawa, 41 games played. So they've got three games in hand on the Rangers and Philly. They have 48 points. Now, I'm not saying that would catch them up. Tampa, if they can ever get healthy again, I don't... Is Victor Hedman actually out? I know he left... I've lost track, dude. Like, it's... How <laughs> do you even, track. I, I don't think this is Tampa's year. Also, if Tampa doesn't fix their offensive zone entry, it doesn't matter who you put. He would... St- Steven Stamkos on that Adam, team. who's seen one game. Two. Oh. In person. Oh, shoot. Wow, you've seen as many Tampa Bay Lightning games in person as I've seen Leafs games. This season. This season. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. I saw one Leaf game. Two Tampa games. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's in person. I watch I watch the games, obviously. Um, watch the games. But even even New Jersey's, like, they're not far. I mean, 45 points. Which is points. insane. Corey, Corey insane. Schneider, man. Freaking Corey Schneider. They're literally just tying him to the goalpost like Millhouse and somehow still in the conversation. Taylor Hall got hurt for a month. Goldberg. When he wouldn't stand yeah. in front of the puck yeah. in, in D1. Yeah. Hey, Goldberg, I bet if the puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> That's what they're doing to Corey Schneider. Jesse, do you have something that you wanted to add? It looked like you were going to say something. You readjusted no. your microphone. Nothing? I thought he was going to add something. That's a goal. I thought he had a stat. Um, shall we do the press conference? The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I do a good... Steve. So. Yes. Eric Berger wants to know if you were going to the All-Star Game. Uh, that is in L.A., a few people have asked me that, and I have not been asked. Because usually, go. it's usually one or the other, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it's usually what are you laughing at over there? What? <laughs> Jesse asks, um, Je- Jesse asks, Steve, are you going to the All-Star Game in L.A.? Or are you going to the All-Star Game? And then you're like, it is in L.A. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even hear that part. Are you going to the All-Star Game? That's no, 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 no. Jesse didn't say it was in L.A. Goes, no, no, no. It's just where it's just it's so funny because it was like Jesse's like, "Are you going to the game?" You're like, "It is in L.A." Oh, because I was trying to think. Well, yeah, he's asking if I'm going, and I'm like, "Oh, to L.A." Shut up, shut up. Here, I'm done with my coffee. He gets thrown at you because um, you're usually at one or the other. The like last two seasons has been, "Hey, you're either at the All Star Game or you're at the Winter Classic." Correct? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, huh? Yeah. 
I've had a neat little couple years, by yeah. the way. So this <laughs> Working year, in sports has been fun. This year, I guess you're at the Centennial, so you're not at the All-Star. I don't think my bosses look at it that way. Um, but, I mean, there are... I mean, holy shit, it's Sportsnet. They, there are other reporters. I'll just straight up say better reporters to send. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who is going. And also, like, uh, part of the reason I got to go to the Winter Classic in Boston is I think someone else couldn't go. So... Yeah, as, f- as far as I know, unless someone asked me at the last second, I'm not going. Oh. Chicago is still up in the air for the draft. I don't think I'm going to that either. But again, I'll say it every time it comes up. If you have a chance to go to the draft, go. Why don't we just it's drive there? so fun. Yeah, I mean, people will drive to London from Chicago. Why don't we go? I'd love to go to the draft. I think I have a wedding, though. <sighs> again. You missed out on Matthews getting drafted. Didn't you? No, no. no. You were there for that. I drove there and drove back right. the night before a wedding. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, okay. I would never miss that. How dare you? Jesse, next question. Um, Riley is almost on pace for the same amount of points as last season. Will he come short of 36 points? Match or will he surpass it? And by how much? You know what I was thinking about um, actually on the way here was, so Riley has struggled a little bit defensively, right? Uh-huh. Struggled a little bit defensively. But he's on about the same pace offensively. Mm-hmm. That's incredible for a variety of reasons. One, he's got a rookie defense partner who is a little bit older than him and has probably played more pro games than him. But he's a rookie on North American ice. Yep, which is a lot smaller. Two, that rookie is playing on the side that Riley played on last year. Oh, that's true. Riley played on the right. Now he's on that. the left again. And I don't know how much experience he has on the left. I don't remember if the right was a one-year thing or whatever. So the fact that Riley has gone through this huge adjustment, maybe bigger than anyone else on the team, and he's still doing this well, at least offensively, that should be commended. Can I point this out too? Sure. He's also 22. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say that too. Like I, That's the thing that gets me is that, yeah, okay, so he struggled with against top Team's top uh, offenses, which, I mean, I get. You're 22 years old, and the fact that you are still producing at the the points total that you are, is he getting the same power play time? That would be my question. Oh, well, that's, that was the thing. He was not getting power play time. Right. So, Which is nuts. And that's what so I thought. I didn't want to come out and At even strength. Exactly. That's the, that's the key. Because last year he was quarterback in the power play a lot more. Now it's, it's mostly— I'm not sure. Wasn't he? I don't think so. Okay, well, anyway. I, Maybe I, I'm wrong. I feel like— I feel like Riley is going, it's, he'll adjust and Zaitsev will adjust. I think the strongest pairing on the team right now, uh, and a lot of people would disagree, is Connor Carrick and Jake Gardner. I think those guys, in, that, in their roles, they're perfect for their roles. They're every, great for their roles. Every pairing is work. They got work to do. And right. they all have their strength. Connor Carrick, I still say, maybe more than anyone else on the team, has more to give. He's got more to give. Um, someone... I don't remember who it was on a broadcast was talking about because he tried to jump up in the play. And they're like, who does Connor Carrick think he is? I'm like, man, Connor Carrick has huge offensive potential. He just, has, he just hasn't reached it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those things. Oh, should they trade JVR for a defender? No, they should trade no one for just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, if Panico had a special... For the podcast and podcast listeners, what would it be? Panago, like a pizza? If they had a special pizza. Um, okay, so... <laughs> That's a good question. Adam, there would be three specials, right? Like one for each of us. So Adam's pizza would be terrible. 
it would just be all peppers. Like the crust would be made of peppers. <laughs> Yeah, it would just be gross. Why? Right, because you're a, a smelly butt. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, that's fair. And that's I just fair. felt like being mean to you for oh, no reason. All right. Um, mine would just be nothing but meat, because I'm a meathead, and also meat is delicious. Mm-hmm. But that's not a special, though. Mm-mm. Like, a special is like, what's the deal? Like, this is, hey, we're selling this new Steve Dangle podcast pizza. No matter what you order, it costs nineteen sixty seven. <laughs> that's kind of expensive. I like that. No, but it's like you get like a pizza and like cinnamon sticks, other stuff. Mm. Yeah, drinks, free T-shirt. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, free SDP T-shirt. As long as you're throwing things in there, it's not just 1967. Yeah. Buddy, I'm all pizza. about free stuff. Okay, that's we'll not give you. We'll give you a free. tour of the kitchen. That give was you, fun actually making pizzas at Panago. That, that was, was fun. We'll when give you Grey Cup tickets, <laughs> and you get to park. <laughs> you get a free hot dog when you go to the Grey Cup. <laughs> So you're buying you're buying food, but you're also getting free food. Yeah. <laughs> we should bad. talk to Panago about that. About what? Uh, uh, Steve Dangle Pizza? Yeah, we should have a special. If, if the Leafs make the playoffs this year, I think we should. We should have a promo code you put on the website at least. And No, no, but there should be a, a, a pizza that embodies the three of us on one pizza. SD Playoffs. The SD, yeah, the SD Pizza. SD Playoffs Pizza. <laughs> the SD Double P. <laughs> Deep dish SD pizza. <laughs> Deep dish. Is it good enough Panigo. if they just spell out SDP with pepperonis? Whoa! Like you put it, yeah. put in some code on the website, and then yeah. pizza comes, and it just says Jesse. SDP with pepperonis. Whoa. Genius! Genius! There it is. Like, that's pretty simple. Genius! There it is. Yay! We found it. Yeah, we <laughs> absolutely. That's very good. And you can't. We should get a 1967 like meal together. Nineteen dollars and sixty-seven. Yeah. The, the Steve Dangle podcast, nineteen sixty-seven special. Throwing some cheese. This has it. legs. <laughs> this has legs, my friend. All right. Who sent that in? You know what'll happen? This uh, is. A, doesn't matter. They get no royalties. Big <laughs> this is a brilliant idea, and we'll probably forget all about it. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> like, when the playoffs come, we'll be like, oh, yeah, where are we going to... What's great uh, is I, I'm actually hanging out downtown with these guys today, and I'm going to forget before we get to the other studio down the yeah. hall. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Uh, we will be back Thursday. No. Thursday, despite what Steve tries to tell you. We are we are doing this again Thursday. I, but what if, what if I don't want to? Uh, well, Jesse and I will show up, and the show that is under your name will be hosted by two people that are not you. This is going to be like when Donnell Rollins and Charlie Murphy hosted the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? I watched it the other day, season three of the Chappelle show. It's a very weird... Is the season weird? It's weird, right? It's definitely weird, because they filmed a bunch of sketches. Most of them were clearly, like, not done. There, there was, like, one done one. I think it was the Cribs one. Yes. And the rest were... There are two seasons to the Chappelle show. Hmm? There are two seasons. First and second? No, no, no. The third... No, there's, no there is a like, third one. Two, two oh, worth watching. Oh, I see what you're saying. There's two seasons. That's like that's like how people say there's two Scarfaces. Or not... not uh, Godfather. Two, two Godfathers. Godfathers. Yeah. yeah. I just mixed up Scarface and the Godfather. I <laughs> am fired from being Italian. Oh, my God. Every cheap t-shirt shop is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person we went to elementary and yeah. high school with. Oh my god, you've got a Scarface and Che Guevara flag? Every, That's so cool. Every you Sicilian so- guy we went to high school. <laughs> wow. That's hey so man, cool. you Italian? Uh, yeah, Sicilian. <laughs> that's Italian! <laughs> Sorry. Should we just end the show? Yeah. Okay. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle.
to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.